0: Welcome to On Second Thought, a podcast powered by kids talk, where we go beyond the obvious.
1: In this series, we have specialists and wizards, people building great companies, taking us beneath the surface to where the magic really happens.
0: Stay tuned for interesting conversations.
1: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Abhishek from the culture team at KissFlow, and I'm excited to have Kaushik here, the director of product at KissFlow. Welcome, Kao. Uh,
0: thanks, Abhi. Uh, glad to be on the show.
1: Excited, man. Um, so, thank you for making the time. I thought we'll dig in deeper into your journey uh, as a product manager today and mm-hmm. also see what we can learn from the whole process that you've gone okay. through and okay. that KissFlow as a product has gone through. So Mm -hmm. let's start with something very basic, right? So how did you land into the role of product management and how has the journey been?
0: Um, uh, It was not a straight journey. Uh, I started off as a developer and um, then switched to marketing and then eventually realized that my true calling was in product management. Uh, And uh, then things fell into place and I've been a product manager for the last, I don't know, uh, four or five years now. Uh, mm. And uh, that's how I has been.
1: That's interesting. So w- what caused you to think that, hey, I'm better suited at product management versus marketing or even a developer?
0: So uh, I think I've always had um, a, pa- a passion for developing uh, software products. Um, uh, that's how I ended up, uh, it, it was actually kind of uh, very, Uh, My my career path initially was very different in the sense that Mm. I was uh, initially training to become an aerospace engineer. And then Mm. I suddenly developed, uh, I redeveloped a passion for code, uh, something that I'd been doing uh, through school. But uh, and then I realized that, you know what, programming is so much more fun and I didn't know why I actually left it. And... Mm. um, I, uh, the day I graduated, um, so I was supposed to uh, join a doctoral program in the U.S. for uh, 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 aerospace engineering. And then uh, the day I graduated, uh, my mentor who was also running a startup back then, essentially said, why don't you actually join us and uh, uh, join us as an intern? And uh, I joined. And then I realized that I deferred my program and eventually I canceled out on my entire plan to like go and um, study aerospace engineering because I fell in love with building products. Um, mm-hmm. That was also where uh, I bought my own hands developing another product as such, uh, which I tried to uh, build in market along with my uh, mentor, but that didn't take off. And uh, I switched companies. Um, I came to scape uh, I joined as a uh, developer, and then uh, I, uh, by that time, I had also done a uh, marketing degree, and uh, that was also helpful. And I wanted to like try out uh, product marketing, and then realized that my true calling was actually in building products, uh, something that I'd uh, done right from when I was a kid, and uh, you know. Uh, back in uh, school, I used to like build these three programs and sell it off to my classmates. And then I realized that, hey, you know what? Product management is like that coming up with like these cool uh, new products that the market can like um, uh, utilize. And uh, I ended up switching my gear and I realized that this was my true passion. This was my true calling. And uh, I've been with it ever uh, since.
1: Fantastic. So the role to product management is start off as an aerospace engineer, get into development, and then go do a marketing degree, and voila, you're in product management. Yeah, I, I think that's the most roundabout route I've heard. Kau. It Will be interesting to unpack it a bit. Yeah. But so. Uh, I, um, I don't
0: know. Surprisingly, I, I think uh, 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 if you go ahead and like look at the market, uh, lots of interesting product uh, managers would not have their. Uh, uh, career start off in product management as such. In fact, mm. that is something that I uh, realized. Uh, 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 I mean, the greatest product managers around and the ones who are like actually doing cool things mm. are ones who always start off in a different discipline and then graduate to product management. It's something like it's not something that you just go to school and learn. So I'm actually very skeptical about all these product management courses that. These B schools seems to be offering off late because um, it's more of an art than uh, direct science that you learn through uh, uh, school. So, um, uh, uh, you, if you actually go ahead and like dig uh, deeper into the market, I presume that most of the seasoned product product managers out there would have all had uh, a development uh, a career path which was similar to what I had or. Uh, you know uh, might not be as crazy as mine but yeah definitely something that's not something yeah. uh not a, an MBA degree that led to a product manager.
1: absolutely yeah. absolutely uh, yeah I think that's that, that's a clear indication that there is this journey that you go through and yeah I mean it might seem random but maybe all of that is culminating into giving you uh the platform you need to be a product manager thank you so that brings me to this uh, this whole idea of courses for product management that you talk about brings me to this next question, which is, why does everybody want to be a product manager these days?
0: I, I think it's the cool new thing. I, I I don't know whether they want to be product managers any longer. I think now they're they, people want to become data scientists. Uh, okay. I, I, <laughs> It's just that uh, ten years back, uh, it, it was front-end architects, and then uh, uh, and then full uh, uh, you know full-stack engineers, and then product mm. managers, and now data scientists. Uh, uh, I guess uh, there is a market, and uh, there is uh, and uh, there's some amount of marketing revolving around the entire title. And uh, people get excited by it. And that's the reason why uh, every kid who just graduates out once uh, suddenly wants to become a product manager. It was similar to how kids uh, back in my day wanted to become full stack developers because that was the cool thing, right? And uh, now product management seems to be the cool thing around and lots of people want to, you know, uh, become product managers. But that's, again, the biggest problem uh, with uh, marketing a particular role inside a company. I mean, uh, uh, that's... Uh, It's just that, um, you know, uh, I'm worried that by essentially glorifying the product management role, uh, what's happening is lots of people are like jumping in and trying to like get into a product management profile, but end up burning themselves because they're not prepared for it. They don't have the skill sets to actually, uh, you know, manage uh, the role.
1: Absolutely. Right. I think we need to tell them to get an aerospace degree first before they get into PM. <laughs> right. But uh, so let's unpack that a little bit, right? So what are these myths around product management that maybe people outside are not aware of before jumping in?
0: I think it starts off by looking at like videos uh, in uh, your, I mean, uh, your Google or like your Microsoft or your Amazon days, where your product manager walks up, or uh, even Apple, you know. Product manager walks up and like uh, introduces this all-new awesome feature. And then you realize that, hey, this guy is the star. He's the one who rallied around. Uh, uh, he had this team of multifunctional uh, folks who actually built this cool product together. Um, uh, lots of myths uh, around it. First thing, I don't think uh, product management is probably the only uh, role inside an organization which does not have direct reports right so if you actually think that you're going to like start working with like designers developers and all nope that's not going to happen product managers are influencers they don't have direct reportees they they do not operate through command so mm-hmm. it, you have to be able to like inspire and influence your mm-hmm. entire team to like actually build something so that is one big big thing Uh, product managers are not people managers. They don't have like direct reportees. They are the ones Mm -hmm. who are, they only have uh, uh, indirect reportees in order to get work done. In fact, there was a joke. uh, I think uh, Dinesh uh, uh, used to say, the VP of product managers is probably the only VP inside the entire organization who does not have a direct team to work with. And that's how it is. Um, Mm -hmm. um, So titles, uh, product managers, senior product managers, directors, VP, doesn't matter. You will not have direct reportees. You will have a uh, uh, you will have a whole bunch of people with whom you will work with, but you cannot command them and you cannot get them to like do something uh, 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 according to what you wish. You have to inspire them. You have to like motivate them, and you have to, you know, influence them in order to get hmm. that work done. Interesting. Uh, second, hmm. uh, second thing I think would be uh, uh, another bunch of. Uh, 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 with the product management, uh, uh, you know, way of hitting the market, uh, some seasoned folks out there uh, who've been there in the industry uh, kind of like look at product management as like a fancy new title that marketeers in the world have like started taking in order to like gain, gain more hand inside uh, the product space uh, or the engineering space as such. So that is also not the thing. Product managers are not marketeers as well. They do have They do work with marketeers. They do have a save in marketing, but they are not marketeers who actually ended up like uh, suddenly shifting gears and like focusing on engineering in order to get access to this. And um, worst of all, uh, especially uh, for uh, starters, product managers are also not the ones who just go talk to customers and build features for them. It's a lot more than essentially just communicating with customers and like, gaining requirements and like uh, building features, speaking out features, according to what your customers wanted. So these are common myths that I keep encountering every now and then. And uh, 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 product management is definitely not any of these three.
1: Absolutely, I think that was quite interesting. Um, I think I've, I actually bought into a couple of these myths myself. So thanks for that co um, So um, we, we've spoken about some of these myths I, I'm also interested to know that somebody with a diverse background like yours, who understands technology as well. Uh, what are some of the things that you had to unlearn to become a good product manager?
0: I think that question is very subjective. Um, for me, uh, technology was my strength as well as my biggest weakness. Lots of times um, when you're a product manager, you will have to think out in the abstract and then bring context to it. In the sense that uh, if you're a technologist or if you're a very logical person, what happens is that every time you're like thinking about a solution, you're thinking about like a problem to solve, you also start thinking around the technic- technical limitations uh, that you are like put against. And uh, you start compromising right from get-go what matters, is, at least that's what mattered for me, is that uh, uh, you know I had to take out my engineering hack and like start thinking like a product manager, uh, start thinking of possibilities, and then start translating my technical knowledge to see how uh, mm. something like that could uh, uh, be solved. And uh, better still, it would be uh, great if you could conceptualize some problem and then uh, trust on your engineers, uh, trust your engineers in order to like solve it for you. They will come and like they will talk about limitations. Mm. And then is when your technical background actually comes in handy because you'll be able to have an engaging conversation with your engineer. But mm. you cannot solve the problem for your engineers. At the same time, you mm. should not be thinking in terms of engineering limitations in order to like mm solve problems as well so mm-hmm. uh, if there is one thing that I'd want to like I, I wouldn't say unlearn. I think uh, one thing that I want to you know uh, abstract out and keep aside that would be my technical baggage that I bring it to uh, the economics
1: so one of the things about this podcast that um, we are very particular about is actually to help move the bar from good or above average to this great category right Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen a lot of product managers, you've interviewed a lot of them, uh, you're in the ecosystem. So, in your experience, um, what are those critical things that sets apart a, a good product manager from an exceptional one?
0: Interesting question. Good product managers from an exceptional one. A couple of things, I think. Um, Great product managers, according to me, know when to stop, right? Mm. And uh, you see, as a product manager, you get thrills in like building out new features. You get thrills in like solving all the edge cases around, right? Great product managers get the thrill in like stopping at a point and saying, you know what? I will not build any further than this. This is what Mm. is going to be the product. And, uh, you know, uh, we stop here and then we will like, try to maximize what this product can offer rather than like keep adding more features to it. I think there's a term called feature creep, which uh, most product managers uh, are bound to like suffer from. And uh, there is this notion that more features you build, uh, your customers become more happier, but that is not the case. I mean, that's like saying, you know what, I'll keep stuffing you up, even if you're like eating food beyond a point, if you like stuffing, you're gonna suffocate and die. Mm. and that's how uh, product management is uh, Mm. now the great product managers know exactly when to stop right Mm. they don't stop prematurely they don't stop uh, uh, and uh, it's not that they keep continuing at all they know Mm. exactly uh, there is this this is the art in product management they know you know what I will build until this point and then I'll wait and then I'll evaluate Mm. and I'll restrategize Mm. that's something that you learn through experience and great product managers do that right the right. second thing is you the ability to say no i think that's required in every role possible but especially if you're a product mm-hmm. manager because there are going to be multiple people coming and talking to you your your sales team is going to come talk to you saying you know what give me this feature and i'll like sell your customer mm-hmm. success uh, team is going to uh, come talk to you saying you know what this customer is like uh, 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 is troubling me. I mean, this customer is like having this great problem and we need mm. to solve it for him and they are not happy. And mm. uh, then your your head keeps telling you, you know, uh, you in order to like differentiate yourself, in order to build this great product, you need to build these features. And your mm. engineers will keep coming and telling you, you know what, I want to rework this so that it becomes faster. Mm. And you have to keep telling no, no, no. Mm. And it's very hard, especially if, uh, I mean, especially if your CEO comes and tells you, uh, hey, you know what, build this feature, I think it makes sense. And you will have to put on your product management gear, uh, headgear and you will say, you know what, let's wait. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily it's not, uh, in fact, uh, I'm blessed with a good CEO in the sense that he's the one who first says no. And usually it's the other way around, but... I've heard of companies where the uh, lots of the founders keep coming and saying, you know, especially new founders come and say, you know what, let's build this feature, and we like get a hundred thousand more. That it doesn't work that way, because you build more feature, you introduce so much more complexities into the system, and it's going to be very hard to like maintain it. If you are a really good product manager, if you want to do justice to your job, you have to say no, and you have to keep saying no a lot of times, and mm. uh, that's also something that. As a great product manager, uh, you would exhibit. So, yeah, uh, ability to know when to stop and to say no are two great traits that brilliant product managers possess that I don't see in a, a great uh, in a normal product manager.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are like very practical and interesting insights that we get. I see the two interlinked, but yeah, that's good to know. Um, there's another question that I always have of product managers like since you brought up um, Google and Apple and things like that, right? People coming on stage and it seems like these guys are these creative geniuses of today. So my question has always been like where does a, a really good product manager get his inspiration from? Where does he draw inspiration from?
0: From everything. Uh, great products are built through analogies like like uh, you look at uh, something out in the real world and you realize that there's a uh, certain way in which something works and then you abstract it out into your product. Like for example, um, uh, one, of the, uh, 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 one of the cool things around nowadays is like uh, visual uh, uh, product, project management, right? And working with Kanban boards and uh, such, mm-hmm. and if you actually dig deeper into it, it all started because there were some folks who were like using like a paper and a post-it note and you take inspirations from such things. You take inspirations from how, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, there is a concept of uh, concept called value stream mapping, which is uh, uh, associated with uh, project management. The inspiration from that was from the shop floor, like a manufacturing shop floor, right? Uh, great pro- uh, product managers have to keep their eyes open and keep observing things, and you get inspirations from uh, real life events, from analogies. Uh, you uh, get inspiration from data. That's, I mean, this is something that's common. Every product manager should know. Essentially, look mm. at data, look at usage pattern, uh, and figure out things. But also look at analogies. Also look at the outside world to get your inspiration. Right. Mm. Most of the so there is an elegant solution and then there is a solution, right? Now, the mm. elegant solution comes up when you're like looking at the outside world, you come up with a very divergent way of like tackling a problem. And then there's a normal solution, which you just solve. it's like a band-aid. Over well, here, mm. we are like talking about something uh, that is inspired from the real life that is uh, divergent, that is uh, very tangential to the norm, which essentially solves problems Simply and in a very elegant manner, and uh, that is, uh, I mean, if you ask me where my inspiration comes from, I keep looking around and uh, I try to distill out patterns and bring that into my product.
1: Mm. That's good. That's good. I mean, very practical, but at the same time, it tells you no I mean, this, probably the great designs, great solutions are just all around us. We just need to keep our eyes open. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. So um, maybe you can also talk to us maybe about a couple of incidents um, that have, in your journey so far, that have really defined either your understanding of product management or you as a product manager in terms of what you've done or what you want to do.
0: All right. So the hardest feature that I built are um, probably... uh, the one which took me, uh, which put my gray cells to its maximum capacity, was um, essentially building, uh, uh, redefining uh, the uh, rule grammar inside um, KISLO. So, um, very simply put, you know how KISLO has forms, and you write these formulas, say A plus B, mm-hmm. or, uh, or work around with it, and Trying to define how to write those formulas was probably the hardest thing that I had done as a product manager. Um, so we already had like a grammar that had been like working for a very long time. And two to three years back, I sat and I started rewriting. And here's the thing, right? As a product manager, one of the things that you would want to do is to essentially simplify things as much as possible. But at the same time, there are certain features which cannot be simplified beyond a point, All right. If you actually look at it, the kind of people who end up using that feature are people who expect a certain amount of comprehensiveness in its mm. behavior. Mm. Now, it was very hard for me to draw the line and decide on how to build this system because everyone can do A plus B, And then A plus B by C, uh, A plus B plus C by three, which is the average, you know, it gets complicated. Instead, Mm -hmm. uh, if you were using Excel, uh, you would know that there's an average function. So should Mm -hmm. I introduce an average function? If I do introduce an average function, what about the folks who have not been exposed to Excel, right? Mm -hmm. So the user persona associated was a bit tricky. And trying to, uh, trying to simplify a very complex system for the user, but at the same time, not making it dumb enough, right? I mean, uh, not making it dumb so that it will not work for anyone was uh, a very tricky problem that I had to solve. And uh, mm. uh, luckily, I think we got, uh, uh, I think we made a, uh, some successful strides in it. Uh, and as the product manager and me keeps telling me that, uh, you know, we could have done better. And uh, then there's also when I realized that, you know what, at this point I'll have to like stop and see whether people are like using it properly and what pain problems, uh, pain points that uh, uh, people end up having and then like refining my solution at a later stage, because mm-hmm. uh, um, Yeah, you know, it was, it's like um, trying to dumb down trigonometry to a fourth grade student. You Mm -hmm. need that kid to use and work with triangles, but at the same time, you cannot like introduce trigonometry to them. So that's how it is. It was, it was tricky, but yeah, it was a, it was a very interesting period of my life.
1: That's nice. So, what 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 were the learnings from that that you've carried forward that have helped you be a better product manager today?
0: Um, don't try to solve all the problems. It's not going to help. Mm. Um, and um, I think uh, Suresh usually says this, and this is something that I've internalized. Uh, at times, you would want to take a few strides before you re- uh, before you stop and like evaluate whether you're like walking in the right direction or not. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. you don't walk too much and realize that you are like in a completely different uh, place. So yeah, you know what? Mm -hmm. Uh, You have a hypothesis, you work with the hypothesis and like build out something, then track and see whether it's uh, good enough for you. And the other thing is um, the term just enough. Don't overbuild it. Build something that is just enough that would solve the problem and then reevaluate it and see whether you can like build... uh, further on top of it otherwise you end up building this entire system uh, there's this uh uh there's this other term called yakshin, uh mm. uh which is uh very common in uh the uh, uh the uh, industry essentially it's like you know what um i have a broken uh, hose and i want to like garden my plants so what do i do i realize my that my uh, my uh, hose is broken. So I want to go to my neighbor and then borrow uh, his hose pipe. And then I realized that I have not, I had borrowed my, uh, borrowed a quilt or a pillow from my neighbor and uh, that's torn and I have to return it back to him. And now that, uh, that pillow is torn and I need to go find a yak so that I can like shave it and like get the yak fur in order to like stuff it into my pillow and then give it. So, you know, going off on a tangent, trying to like do something else because you're your initial problem would have been very simple, but you end up doing so many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which might not be something that your customer expected at all. You just do the right bit alone and then wait and like see how uh, things move forward.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we've all done our bit of yak shaming. So that's good. That's a good analogy to keep in mind. Uh, so, Kav, as we come towards the end, right? So the que- question is looking for uh, looking ahead how do you see the role of a product manager evolving like what do you think the scope is going to be what is the impact going to be uh, is it something that's going to continue going forward as well or if so what shape is it going to take
0: the world is gonna head towards a product led uh, product led uh, sales model as in hmm. uh, there will be a point in time where sales and marketing becomes secondary and the product becomes the first and the foremost thing which essentially leads sales in software, right? In such a situation, the role of the product manager also becomes paramount because you're not only building a product, but you're also being the face for marketing as well marketing positioning, as well as sales and customer support, right? though you would uh, though i wouldn't say that these roles are going to dissolve down what's going to happen is the product is going to take the forefront and it's going to represent uh, all these facets of a business and uh, that essentially means that the product manager who's sculpting out the product is going to be a very uh, pivotal person who actually Mm. uh uh creates this experience so the role of the product manager is going to become a lot more strategic than what it has always been uh so uh rather than like tactically solving features they're going to be looking at like creating products that would like create a great experience a memorable experience and uh that would essentially lead to business so um, in that sense, I think uh, that's, that's what's going to happen. It's already started happening and uh, it's surely heading in that direction. The product manager is going to be a vital piece of all the Jigsaw puzzles, uh, uh, solving the, uh, the, the puzzle of business.
1: I think, Kau, you've just done marketing for even more uh, product management courses. So you shouldn't <laughs> complain when you have more product managers landing up straight from college. Um, but yeah, it sounds exciting. The product managers are going to be taking on a more central, pivotal role, which is going to increase in scope, right? So that's excellent to see. Um, so final question to you. Um, what is the advice you would give a 21 or 22-year-old guy or girl who wants to get into product management? Don't get into product
0: management, product management immediately. Um, Mm -hmm. what I would say is essentially find, you can get into product management uh, from a lot of directions. You can get into product management uh, uh, through a marketing stream or through an engineering stream or through a design stream, right? Uh, uh, All the time you form a firm foundation in one, uh, one of these skill sets, right? And then expand your knowledge towards the other uh, aspects of product management. And only then would you be able to like move centrally. If you do a course and you end up over here, you have not learned all the dark arts of product management yet. So it's Mm -hmm. going to be very hard because you're going to be overwhelmed by a lot of things that's happening around you. So I would say form a firm base, you have to have that foundation. Uh, Think of moving to product management after you get like Solid experience in one of these aspects, and then like progressing towards uh, product management. Yeah. And again, the product manager. I mean, as much as I told you about how important the role of the product manager is, it is not a fun role. It is something that uh, you will have to keep. Uh, you will have to keep facing a lot of failures. You will have to like experiment. You will be failing a lot. So don't think that those uh, jazzy events out there uh, with product managers coming and announcing uh, their products uh, to the market is what the product management role is all about. That is like after two years of blogging out, two years of multiple setbacks in terms of technology, in terms of uh, uh, market understanding, in terms of business understanding, in terms of a lot of other things. So, and there are lots of product managers out there who've still not figured it out. We are great people, they know their things but they've still they are still trying to figure out their magic uh, uh, ingredient, their secret sauce. Uh, so it is not fancy. it's a lot of work and it requires solid convictions and a solid foundation in order to like become a good product manager. So that's how it is.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for that, Kau. I think uh, we've got like a lot of solid content into what really goes into building, or becoming a great product manager. What the role is really about, and how to build great products. Thank you so much for your time, Kau. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast.
0: My pleasure too, as well.
1: Goodbye.